0: Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by
1: Priests for Life. Well, hello, I'm Janet Marana, Executive Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program. Well, joining me today is going to be a very, very good friend of mine. In fact, I call her my sister. That's right. We call each other sisters because that's how what great friends we are. She is a EWTN personality like myself. I, we're both on the Catholic View for Women which is seen on EWTN, but every single day, Monday through Friday, you can listen to her on The Catholic Connection on EWTN Nationwide. And we're going to talk about a lot of fun things today and some serious topics, too. So joining me now is my sister, Teresa Tamio Welcome to the program, Teresa. Hi, JM. Hi, big sis. How are you? Mwah, mwah, mwah. Miss you. Wow! And of course, last week we had your birthday and I, you know, September 1st is Teresa's birthday and I always send her a sister card. And and I think we can explain that because sometimes you have friends that you become so close to, like a sister, and sometimes they're closer to you than your own sister because we both Mm -hmm. have, both of us have sisters who are kind of like... not our best friends, uh, kind of like don't talk to us, <laughs> you know, estranged from the family. And I bet you some people will identify that right now. You know what I mean? That, gee, really? Janet and Teresa have sisters that don't talk to them? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's very sad. And I know with your spiritual direction and mind, we have tried knocking at the door so many times, mm-hmm. uh, but, but we've moved on. We have forgiven them. We have attempted rec- reconciliation, and that's what God calls us to do. And if they ever reach back out to us, I know we will take that hand and say, yes, come back, my dear sister, just like you would like the prodigal son. But in the meantime, because we both have this issue, I just thought it would be fun for our, our, our listeners here to realize that, you know what, we ha- we all are human, and we all have families that have like kind of like stuff that can happen, right, Teresa?
0: Yeah, and and I think people think because we're in ministry, as you just said, J.M., that, oh, they've got it perfect and they have no issues in their life because they're doing all these, you know, quote, unquote, great things for the Lord. But oftentimes it makes life more difficult because you have a big you know, target on your back. And so that's what causes some of these problems because we're in this, you know, we're we're out there on the front lines, right? But I think what God always does is God promises us, right, the Great Commission, I will never leave you. I will be with you always. And he's with us in the Mm -hmm. Eucharist as Catholics and and for our brother evangelicals and sister evangelicals, he's with us until the end of the age also, of course, in so many other ways, but he never leaves us and forsakes us because he gives us so much in return. And I often think of our relationship and so many other people have the same situation of what it must've been like for the early Christians. Because if you read, for example, the Acts of the Apostles and you listen to, to what they went through, or you watch The Chosen, for example, and you see in that beautiful Christian series about our Lord, The family, that they were not physical family, but how they bonded with people, and God actually had them become their new family. And you are grafted into this family of God, this body of Christ, and he does really give you new brothers and sisters that in many ways are even closer, as you just said, than our physical brothers and sisters. Even if we have a decent relationship with family members, the family members may not be where we're at in our faith or especially in the pro-life cause, which is such a divisive issue. And so we need each other. And it's just been an honor for me because you and I, I do treat you like my big sister and I consider you my big sister. And quite frankly, in addition to all the amazing work that you do, on a personal level, I do not know what I would do without you in my life. I, I mean that sincerely.
1: Right. And, and I, I ditto with me, same thing. And and that's what I think people have to realize that besides the fact that we co-host the Catholic Youth for Women together... Mm-hmm. We developed this bond because of the family situation of not Mm -hmm. having that sister to talk to that sometimes, you know, when I get my Irish up and you get your Italian up because of stuff going on, we'll call each other and we have to vent. Right. (laughs) So I hope people identify with that to say, yeah, you know, like you just said, just because you're in Catholic ministry doesn't mean everything is of hearts and flowers and wonderful in your life. We all have challenges we all have to bring it to the Lord in prayer. And in the Catholics, we bring it for spiritual direction. But again, wow, I love you, Sister Teresa. And it was great celebrating your birthday last week.
0: <laughs> I love you too. And and yeah, 29 again. And I'm not sure how that works, but it sure was fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd also like to talk to you a little bit about uh, I know because of COVID and all the cancellations, I have not been back to Rome. My heart is so sad, but I can't wait till you and I go back once again. But you've been back multiple times. um, And so you also have started a a ministry called Tease Italy. Let's talk to everyone about what is Tease Italy? Well, I started Tease Italy and actually
0: it it came into being in 2019, of course, right before COVID struck us, right in January, February, March of 2020. And as you just said, I've been uh, to Italy so many times, I think it's close to 70 times now, and I've been able to lead or co-lead many retreats and pilgrimages with you and Father Frank, Steve Ray, my husband, Deacon Dominic, and many other leaders in the Catholic Church. In addition to that, being a Catholic journalist, as you said, hosting a Catholic radio program every day and covering different Catholic stories, I've had the opportunity to go on behalf of EWTN and Ave Maria Radio to a number of different events, whether it be a canonization or a beatification or covering a journalism conference or a medical conference at the Vatican. And so through all of that, over all these years, 20 years now that I've been on Catholic Radio, Ave Maria and EWTN, That has multiplied into, as I mentioned, between 60 and 70 trips all over Italy and including many vacations that Deacon Dom and I take because we're both 100% Italian and we just think Italy is so beautiful. And I would have many listeners, JM, email me and call me and say, I need advice on Italy. Where do I go? What do I do? How long do I stay? What about the Amalfi Coast? What about Venice? And my friend, John Hale, our mutual partner at Ave Maria Radio in Tease Italy, said, T, you've got valuable information. You should start an Italy consulting business. And so we did. Tease Italy was born in the middle of 2019. And we have a website, TravelItalyExpert.com, TravelItalyExpert.com. And what I do is you go to the homepage, there's a questionnaire you can fill out if you're thinking about going to Italy, or if you have an Italy plan, maybe an anniversary or maybe a special event, other special event in your life. You can make an appointment with me and I will sit down with you for an hour over the phone and I will consult with you and give you my advice because I've been all over Italy, North, South, East, West, Sicily, the whole, you know, shebang. And I will give you advice on what to do, uh, where to eat, play, and most importantly, pray. And then after that consultation, we put together a summary, a written summary. We sent it to you via email in written form, PDF, and Word, Word document, and you can print that up. You can download it. And it has all of what we discussed in the consultation. And it also has insider tips, favorite restaurants, hotels, sections, all about the different areas of Italy. And it's very valuable. And it's it's not that expensive. And if you think about it, most what most people don't realize, if they go to a travel agency, for example, and they sit down and do the same thing with me that they would do with a travel agent. I'm not a travel agent. I'm a consultant. The travel agency would charge you if you didn't. Do a trip with them they have to they have to charge for their time so they would give you a a flat rate right and say well i just want some advice i want you to give me advice for an hour they would charge you a flat rate Now, if you booked a trip with them that rate would be built into the trip so basically what i'm doing is i'm spending uh, that time with you but normally if you just go to a regular travel agency even after a consultation they're not going to provide you with a detailed document that you will have forever with all kinds of insider information websites tours everything you ever want to know about the areas you're visiting. So travelitaliexpert.com. Now, within that, I also lead pilgrimages. And this fall, I'm so excited. Deacon Dom and I have our premier Tease Italy pilgrimage. We're calling it La Dolce Fide, The Sweetness of Faith. And we're doing a very unique pilgrimage. And it's filling up, Jam, We already have 34 pilgrims. We're trying to keep it around 40. So we have six seats left. And if folks are interested, they need to sign up now because we have to close out the registration because Italy is so strict post-COVID. And we have to get those registrations in early. But if you want, I can talk more specifics about that trip. It's coming up in November. We still have a few seats left.
1: Okay. So let's talk about it. Okay. If they come on that trip, uh, they'll leave uh, USA, I guess, all from the same city or they get to pick the city? It's up to them.
0: they They just have to meet us in Rome. So most people would either leave from obviously the East Coast. They'd go from New York or New Jersey or Philadelphia. Or Atlanta, right? The big cities that have direct flights right. to Rome, so they just have to meet us in Rome at a particular time, and then we will be will be leaving on November sixth, arriving in Rome on November seventh, and we begin our journey in Assisi. We have two nights in Assisi, which is amazing, as you know, to be able to stay overnight in Assisi, and then we're heading over to beautiful Orvieto, and I know we oh, love, I love you, Orvieto. Yes, we're staying JM three nights in Orvieto, so we can experience oh. the cathedral there the Eucharistic miracle. We're having wine tastings. We're also going to Viterbo, which is a beautiful city just north, uh, actually kind of south of Orvieto. It's at the border of Umbria and Lazio. This is a stunning historic village. Very few tourists go there. We went there in May, blew our minds so beautiful. And this is where the first papal conclave was held. So much church history in this little town. And we're also going to Greccio. Greccio is where... St. Francis established the first crash, And there's a cave there where he did this. It's a little church. We're going to go there. We're going to walk around the town. There's wonderful stores and shops that sell different crash scenes of, you know major sets. And then we're also going to see some of the more uh, Etruscan history in Northern Lazio before going on to Rome. But the whole idea with this is to really absorb, and we call it the sweetness of, of faith, La Dolce Fide, F-E-D-E, because you know this, JM, you travel a lot. When people go to Italy, especially on a pilgrimage, and we try to jam so much in, I get that. You have to see a lot. But for me and Deacon Dom and for people like you, what we love to do most is to actually what our Holy Father called us to do last week in the general audience. He's talking and he's doing it again this week. All these different catechesis on discernment and reflection. He's teaching on that right now. And so what we're going to encourage people to do during this very special pilgrimage, we're giving them the time. To reflect and to ponder what they just saw. I mean, you walk into, again, you know this, you walk into Santa Chiara, or you're talking to you walk into St. Mary of the Angels in Lower Assisi, or you walk into St. Peter's or in the Basilica in Orvieto, you are just, your 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 mind is just overwhelmed with all these images. And you need to, you need time to sit and reflect. So we give you that time. We give you time to enjoy the beauty. We give you dinner on your own, but there's going to be all kinds of meals and wonderful things that are included. But we also give you plenty of downtime. And a lot of trips don't do that.
1: Well, you know, I'm just thinking of, let's start with orvieto you and i have been there together uh to orvieto the, the there's small quaint little restaurants oh, all beautiful. over the town small little streets you kind of wind up and down shopping oh my goodness between the olive wood stores i still have Teresa um the spoons i bought you know I remember and, that i love the one spoon people if you're going to go on this trip you got to find this one spoon i know exactly where it is yeah it's an olive wood spoon and it has a little um like a a, like a a tray through it like a, a a line and what it's for is when you dip it in you can like you can taste the sauce like you know when you're you're making sauce i love that spoon i got that in orvieto and i also got one of my big big when I make the big pot of gravy, the big spoon, I love it. And everyone comes, comes to my house, go, where did you get these spoons? I said, ah, Orvieto, Italia. <laughs> I tell them. And then the, the ceramics, the Italian ceramics up in Orvieto are too, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And I know I brought a few of those things back too. So like you said. You go into the cathedral first, and in the plaza there, I I always remember Teresa. There's this like off to the right, there is a like a a wall, like a little stone wall Mm -hmm. you can kind of sit on, and you could just reflect. And then of of, also too, there's a little wine bar right nearby too, so you can get (laughs) close. So convenient. (laughs) So convenient. First you pray, then you uh, have a little vino. Play and drink vino. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, Assisi is is amazing. To walk and go to the church for St. Clair and St. Francis, it's just amazing. Uh, and, you know, of course, when I went there for the first time, I went with Alfredo, as you know, one right. of our, our priest for life uh, friends and drivers there. I mean, oh, my gosh, after a while, you have to tell Alfredo, OK, enough history. <laughs> right. Because there's so, it's so rich in Assisi of the church history. And then you do need time. Just to sit in the church and pray and reflect, and um, yeah. I love it. And of course, there's shopping there too. <laughs> Every yeah, the on. thing, the that, thing that's that's cool.
0: great about these towns is that, and you know this because it, there's there's there are shops and there are wine stores and whatnot. But I don't think these villages, and that's what I love about Umbria so much, is they've remained the same. They haven't changed. They haven't turned into that's tourist right. traps. I mean, that's Estesia is still this medieval village. The same thing with Orvieto. And so I really want to encourage people, if they want more information, to go to AveMariaRadio.net. And at the top of the banner, there's Travel with Ave Maria. And you go right there, and there's my picture, and you'll see the flyer. You can also call Corporate Travel, and I'll give this number, and maybe we can put it on, on the link to the show, 313-565-8888. And ask for Brandon. And Brandon is heading things up for us. Again, we're we're trying to keep it small because I don't want you know two or three buses. We could do it, I guess. But... Uh, we were probably going to have around 40 people we have 34 people right now which is great and then we have the three of us and we have a wonderful priest from ann arbor michigan who's actually the pastor of saint uh, saint francis parish there great priest father conlon he's our spiritual director so there'll be mass every day most of your meals are included and and this is fun jm deacon domini because it's our teas premier pilgrimage and i'll tell you more about this when you come to my home in a few weeks but we are out of our own pocket have decided to throw in some special fun little things surprises and along the way we're going to be making announcements on the bus and we're going to say surprise here's another gift but it's not going to cost the pilgrims anything we're actually again paying for it ourselves because we're so excited about our very first tease italy premiere pilgrimage because deacon dom and i sat down with corporate travel and we personally went over every
1: single item on the agenda wow Well, I wish I could go, but I can't (laughs) in November because I'm going to be tied up with the other trips. i already on my calendar where I have to go and speak. But I know there's only six seats left on the bus, brothers and sisters. Boy, oh boy. What's the phone number again, T, that they have to call?
0: 313-565-8888. And then you can ask for Brandon and you can also go to AveMariaRadio.net and look at the travel section. It's co-sponsored by Ave Maria and Tease Italy. It's right there, and you can go there and download the brochure. And the reason we have to, to wrap this up, actually, today, we're giving the, the Priester Life and the Just Ask Janet folks a little bit of an advantage because we technically closed registration last night. Because of post-COVID, the hotels in Italy and all of Europe are very strict, and they want the money in, they want the rooms in, they want them you know down pat two months in advance. So it'll be two months from yesterday, September 6th, that we're actually leaving. We're leaving on November 6th and it runs through uh, the 14th. So it's going to be a great trip. And we also have a two day extension in Rome that people can sign up for as well.
1: That's great. Well, you know, in addition to these pilgrimages over to Italy, I know you're going to do another marriage cruise in January and people can yes. reserve that now too. Talk about that, that marriage cruise. Cause I know last year I heard it was like tremendous success. Off the charts. And-
0: off the charts. So much fun. So faithful. Yeah. And What's nice about this now is that we don't have to worry about vaccination requirements because all that is changing. That kept a lot of people from going last year. So World Caribbean has updated their situation and you don't need to be vaccinated. And you can go to goodnewscruise.com. Goodnewscruise.com. It gives you the schedule. Uh, I'll be there. Al Cresta and Sally will be speaking. Dr. Ray Garendi. Uh, Father John Ricardo, and we're going to have Archbishop Aquila, a great pro-life warrior, who's going to be there with us as well. I think Chris Stefanik is coming. It's just going to be one floating happy time of faith-filled people. It's just a blast. And what I love is just to see the couples laughing and just having a really good time. And also built into this cruise, we give them plenty of downtime where they can take some of the reflection questions that we give them And some of the different thoughts that are shared during the masses or during the special presentations so they can have some time alone as a couple.
1: And so the cruise is going to sail out of where and where are the ports of call?
0: It's It sails out of the Miami area and it's going to the uh, Caribbean, the Western Caribbean, including Jamaica and Out Island and one other stop, which ex- it, it escapes me right now. But all the details are on goodnewscruise.com. Now I can't stay for the whole thing. I have to actually, I'm going to be flown out of Jamaica in the middle of the week to get down to Wa- up to Washington to meet everybody for the March for Life because it's right in the middle of, of that week. It's January 15th through the 22nd. And so I have to be back to cover the March for Life for ew So I'll be going in On Saturday or Friday, we're going to have a pre-night. There's going to be a pre-night speaker. And then I'm going to be flying out uh, from uh, Jamaica to get into Washington, D.C. in time for the March for Life.
1: Right. And, you know, going in the night before you sail on a cruise is so important. So many people cut it so close. And then sometimes, you know, if there's a delay or cancellation of your flight, you miss your cruise. That's it. The boat goes. You know, that boat pulls up anchor when it's time doesn't matter you're not on board you you've just missed it so going in the night before is so smart uh as you know our priest life office is here by port canaveral and uh you know we i see people running <laughs> like their cars to get to a cruises all the time on the weekend and it's like boy oh boy last minute louis the day of the cruise they're rushing down there when they could have just stayed right by the port the night before. So that's really great that you're going to give a talk the night before. So then right, and to- I
0: think that's the whole reasoning behind it because uh, being so, such experienced travel experts, corporate travel, realizing that for that very reason, JM, people want to come in early, especially now, right, with all the problems with the shortages and post-COVID issues we're seeing with the flights. They want to make sure they're in in plenty of time. And so if they're going to be there, let's make it another opportunity for evangelization. Let's make another opportunity for fellowship. And so there will be a pre-night event, but the easiest thing to do for the cruise uh, January 15th is to go to the website, goodnewscruise.com. Goodnewscruise.com gives you all the details, all the different cabins, all the ports of call and the whole idea behind it. And it's going to be so much fun.
1: Right. And of course uh, the other thing you do so well is Monday through Friday. Like I said, we listen to you on the Catholic connection. And of course, You, like me, you weren't always, you know, right in line with your faith. You were out in the secular media and then you made that transition. So can you just tell them briefly how you did that, how you just walked away from that great career in secular TV and then made it over to uh, ministry?
0: Well, I wish I could say that I had this, uh, you know, this this one time come to Jesus moment and then I walked away and gave it all up. But it was a struggle for me. And, and I really was in a tug of war with God for many years. Deacon Dom and I, to make a long story very short, and you can read this in uh, many of my books, I give our full testimony. But we you know, had a crisis in our marriage. That crisis forced us to to recommit our lives to each other and to Christ. And we got back into our faith and we started to grow in our faith very quickly. And I was still working in the secular media and I was becoming very, very disillusioned because it was at this, you know, I had that St. Paul experience where the scales fell off of my eyes and I saw the violence, I saw the sensationalism. And I just didn't want to, on one hand, be a part of it. But on the other hand, I couldn't say, I couldn't understand what I would be doing because I didn't know how to do anything else. I was trained for that. I've been in broadcasting since dirt as a news reporter. And God was showing me, He was giving me signs along the way he wanted me to leave the secular media, but it took me a good jam two or three years to listen closely and to really say, okay, I need to let go and let God. And once I did that, then he gradually started to move me into Catholic. I didn't even know Catholic radio existed. I knew very little about EWTM, believe it or not. So I didn't go out seeking Catholic radio. I just wasn't happy in the secular media anymore. And I just said, okay, Lord, it's been a good run. I worked in the secular media for 20 years and I just said, whatever you want me to do, Fine. Do you want me to stay home? If you want me to go back on the air, whatever, just let me know. And so when I said that yes again and kept saying yes slowly, because, you know, I got this thick Calabrese head of mine, he started to reveal his plans for me, which were to move me from the secular media to Catholic media. And JM, this December, we're celebrating 20 years of Catholic connection on the air. Can you believe it? Oh,
1: my goodness. Teresa, yeah. 20 years.
0: 20 years. puzzle
1: top. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And of course I have to say thank you uh, for all you do for Priest for Life and myself and Father Pavone, because you have us on a regular basis. And we greatly, greatly appreciate uh the opportunities you give us all the time. And uh, but 20 years, oh my goodness gracious. I mean that and you, just- you
0: and FF, as I call them, you know, JM and FF, Father Frank have been a huge part of that. And <laughs> Father Frank is on once a week. And, and we even have a special theme song for FF. We have a Steve Angrazano's Go Make a Difference because Father Frank and Priest for Life make such a difference. And I can remember years ago, the first time when the show started, JM, and I was interviewing Father Frank on a big pro life story. And I was so nervous because <laughs> I was interviewing the famous Father Frank Bavone because he's so brilliant. And he's, he's just so amazing. And I was like, I'm getting Father Frank Pavone on my radio show. Now he's on every week. And it's such a blessing. But but you guys are just amazing. You are out there on the front lines. It's funny because I remember the first time I met FF in person, I thought to myself, why do we need a priest for life? Isn't that kind of like the Department of redundant departments? And, you know, I'm saying the Department of Redundancy Department, because everybody should be, every priest should be, you know, for right. life. Little right. did I know, right, that we needed a yeah. priest for life. So thanks well, be to you- God for you guys.
1: <laughs> Well, you know, Father Frank always says uh, the reason why there's a priest, for life, a priest for life is that when they say to us, isn't every priest for life? Well, yes, they should be. But we teach them how to do it. Right. <laughs> we teach them how to articulate it, how to preach it, how to get into that pulpit. And, you know, now, uh, come on, guys, let's go. Chop, chop. We overturned the right. uh, row, but now it, we got a bigger battle in the States and we got it in Congress. And boy, oh, boy, we need them. Talk, talk, talk about it, you know. Absolutely. um, Our job doesn't end. But I love the fact that we even do more conferences now with clergy on Zoom. As you know, we have the Good Shepherd Project. And, you know, it's just constantly reaching out to the clergy because there's so many Catholics, as you know, Teresa, that are in the pews that vote Democrat, that are, you know, pro-abortion or pro-choice, as they call themselves. And we have to keep pointing out you can't be Catholic and for abortion. They don't mix it's totally against our faith open up the catechism boys and girls and ships at sea this is our faith this is what it is so you know like father frank says priest life we're just here to help articulate our faith and help people be more comfortable with speaking on the issue so anyway i hope the the last six seats are are sold in the next uh, 24 hours i hope everyone gets on the phone goes to the website i wish i could go but come on guys six seats left i hope you grab them it you'll you will never regret Going to Italy, I can tell you, I love it. I miss it, and I can't wait. Sometime I got to go back to you in 2023. Somehow we'll have to absolutely. Plan. We'll have to plan a, a pilgrimage or something for you and me, and uh, the Catholic view for women or something, because uh, I I miss the pasta. I miss just the atmosphere, um, and I just I know it's back. just
0: so it's just so amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I just miss, too, the holy places and, you know, just walking those walks of of where the saints walked. uh, It's just pretty, pretty amazing. So I want to thank you, dear sister, for being on the program today. And uh, I can't wait to see you in a few weeks. All right. Yes.
0: because Jam's coming to Michigan to speak for Macomb County Right to Life. And she's uh, staying at our house. We're hosting her. And we can't wait. So check that out, rtl.org. For those of you who are watching from Michigan or if you want to come in from nearby Ohio or maybe Canada. And please, J.M., just a quick reminder, AveMariaRadio.net, the travel page, or even my website at com and TravelItalyExpert.com. So there you go.
1: Okay. Ciao, ciao, dear sister. Ciao, ciao. Love you. Ciao. Love you too. Baci. Well, brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us on the program today. And remember... Traveling to Italy is safe and fun, and with Teresa Tamio, even better. So thank you for joining me on the program today. God bless. This has been
0: the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.